Welcome back in Main Street Sports today, presented by Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint on this Friday edition. As we have just a couple segments to go, it's going to be a fantastic weekend. Looking forward to it, and hope you guys are enjoying your beautiful Friday. Have uh, Have you guys done the math yet and called Bernard Childress about how many days he has left? Twenty six days, yeah. one hour and fifty seven minutes. Yeah, if you don't know what we're talking about, go back and listen to yesterday's show. In particular, his uh, interview. Great interview, by the way. <laughs> the JP's over snoring. No, I don't know where that came from. I never <laughs> snort. <laughs> Lord, thank God it's Friday. Amen to that. Thank God it's Friday, and thank God these uh, the the NCAA baseball tournament is underway. And boy, is it. Um, Getting crazy already. <laughs> game number one. Didn't take long, did it? Yeah. Game number one, Oklahoma just drilling Liberty, by the way. So there's that. Apparently, they called up the softball team and got some pointers on hitting <laughs> because they are absolutely doing that right now. But to talk about it, while he channel surfs to find the Vanderbilt game... <laughs> He'll talk to us, and that is Joe Rexford of the Athletic. And are, are we on a on a delay? Because if he's searching for Vanderbilt and having a tough time, I mean, is he going to be able to continue? Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure he can find. It. <laughs> he, he can switch the channels and, and and talk at the same time. I feel like he has uh, that capability. Joe, what's going on, man? Well, actually, I got to thank Lauren High on Twitter. It's on ESPN News, so there you go. Thanks, Twitter. So it's there. You go. Thanks, Twitter. Scheduled for uh, ESPN New, but ESPN New, ESPN U, <laughs> but that's uh, Wake Forest UConn in a in a barn burner right now. So there you go. Wake Forest UConn, because when I think of college baseball, I always think of Wake Forest and UConn. At first, I thought he said Utah, <laughs> and that would have made more sense. But no, UConn. That yeah, I'm I'm <laughs> I'm out there. Arkansas is beating Grand Canyon. Classic rivalry. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. There you go. go. Um, Obviously, you'll be keeping an eye on um, the the goings-on in Knoxville later tonight between number one national seed, Tennessee, and Alabama State in in the opener over there. But um, Joe, a great piece earlier today on The Athletic regarding that number one nationally seeded volunteer team and – the history that they're kind of fighting against. Yeah. Well, thanks. Mo. I appreciate that. Um, yeah. You know, it's that uh, one guy said he was a hack, so I don't know. <laughs> there was one guy. That's all I saw. There's always one I'm guy. Called, I'm called much worse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, yes. And he also said that every, basically every single Tennessee win is a result of luck this year. If I read him accurately. So that's a, that is an incredible run of luck for the, uh, for the balls. But, every uh, break, every hey, break yeah. went their way. Yeah. I'd rather be every lucky than good, break. I guess. Huh? <laughs> that. yeah, that's, I guess. Right. Uh, but yeah, it's interesting. It's just amazing to me. I think actually the first person I heard this from this week was Aria Gerson, who, uh, is doing a really good job, by the way, covering Vanderbilt baseball for the Tennessean. Um, she was tweeting at me because I, I had like a tweet about, you know, balls in the field. And she was like, you know, the last one seed to win it was Miami 99. I'm like, is that true? And I was like, gosh, it is like 
they went to the 64 team field in 99. So they, then that's the year they started, you know, eight national seeds. And that's the only time the one has won it, which I think is pretty wild. I mean, some years the one and the three and the five may be indistinguishable. So you got to keep that in mind. But some years that's not the case. This year that's not the case. And it's just pretty amazing to think that, you know, it's eight times more likely in this 22 tournament sample size for a, for a one seed to not get to Omaha than to win. Say that again. Well, so eight, so eight <laughs> of the 22 one seed. I said it's eight times more likely. Okay. I mean, yeah, yeah. I may be taking a liberty with the, with the, with the numbers, but I mean, based on what we've seen, you know, eight of the one seeds have Didn't not get made there. it to uh, Omaha. And one, one is one. And one yeah. of those, of course, was, was yeah, and one of those was of course Vanderbilt in 07, losing to uh, Michigan in the regional. So uh, you just had so, to yeah, you just had to remind still... us that the Allen Oaks, <laughs> Allen Oaks is still alive and well, huh? Jeez. That's right, Allen Oaks. Yeah, yep. uh, stunning, you know. And uh, so yeah, the idea was basically, is there? I mean, you know, is there anything? Is are there any common threads? Is there anything that, you know, these guys would tell the Tennessee team? And it's, it's what you would expect in terms of advice. Like, just, you know, just keep doing your, doing your thing and, um, you know, and, and, uh, and, and keep your routine the same. And, um, you know, I don't think, I think it's good for the balls that last year they, they had that first game craziness, you know, which they emerged from, they had kind of a rough, trip to Omaha. They've got some experience in that team now that kind of has been through some of these pressure moments. This team and the way they go about their business, Joe, I mean, it, it just feels like to me that if anybody is going to be immune to pressure, maybe it's this bunch just because they, they are so loose. Yeah, I'm with you. I think I think that's uh, I think it's a useful thing. No, no question. Uh, they have a ton of fun. Now, granted, it's it's even more fun when you're up ten two in the fourth. You know, I mean, it makes it easy to have fun. Um, so, and I still think they're going to be coming up against some some real you know tough moments in this tournament at some point. And it just it's just hard to believe they're going to absolutely. Uh, mop the floor with everyone they see, but I agree with you. I think that they have a they have a clear closeness. I know some people don't like you know some of the stuff that they do, and uh, I get that. Uh, but to me, it also speaks to how close they are, how tight they are, and how they really don't like. I think it it's from Tony Vitello down. Like, um, don't take yourself too seriously. Don't take this too seriously. It's supposed to be fun. Um, and if there's a little trash talk along the way, I mean, I think they have a couple guys like Drew Gilbert in particular, that's just like, that's how they gear up, you know, like between the lines, they are just dogged competitors. There's no, I, I mean, it's kind of like you talked about in, in that article with the 2014 Vanderbilt team that had seen some adversity. This team really hasn't faced much. And when it has, it hasn't really gone well. <laughs> so how do they how do they figure it out from here? And that's 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 going to be the big question. Um, I, I'm obviously being the one seed makes it supposed to make it a little bit easier, but certainly hasn't been the case over over the history of this tournament. So um, after seeing 
what you saw in that early game against Georgia Tech and, and Campbell, uh, you know, like Mo said in the, in the last segment, you, you got to win the game that's in front of you. So the best way to win this tournament is just win the next game. Yeah, exactly. And, and but those fighting camels look pretty, uh, pretty good. Roll yeah, humps, right? To Georgia Tech. Uh, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's the thing. It's interesting with that because I know, like some Vanderbilt fans were hoping Tim Corbin would not start Carter Holton today, um, because you know there are coaches who think in terms of okay, you gotta, you gotta try to expect to be in like the 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 good winners bracket game Saturday. That's what you save a race for. But, you know, Corbin, for example, I mean, he's totally – he's like, you got to win. You got to win. And, of course, this Vanderbilt team has to look at that at it that way anyway. But he said, all across the board, he's stopped doing that. It's like, win the next game. Whatever the next game is, who's my best chance? Okay. You know, the good thing for the Vols is, uh, you know, they're going with uh, Tidwell, and then they're going to go Dolander tomorrow. Um, and then I'm not sure if they win-win if it would be Chase Burns or Drew Beam. But the thing, but the thing is, they have a, a an ace level weekend, high level weekend starter to be long relief if they don't stumble at all. You know, not to mention really good arms that are normally in the bullpen. So I mean, they are uh, they are to me built for this kind of weekend, and then they're built for the super regional kind of weekend and for you know for a, a grueling 10 days in omaha that i mean that pitching depth and just pitching in general doesn't i don't think it's enough attention for them just because they mash the ball so much you know um as you mentioned it joe i mean again they got four arms to win three games this weekend you know theoretically and this is a team that as dominant as they've been through the regular season and through the sec they may be built for the postseason from a pitching depth standpoint. But you mentioned Vanderbilt and Carter Holton starting this game tonight against San Diego. And and I guess my question is, is Carter Holton Vanderbilt's number one at this point? Or is it Chris McIlvain? Or is or how do they perceive those two guys at the top? Well, I mean, based on recent performance, Carter Holton um had 24 straight scoreless innings, you know, all against SEC teams. Of course, now he just gave up a run, though it's not. I was gonna say fault. that's that's over now. Two, it's one, yeah, it's one errors. nothing. Mm-hmm. One nothing, San Diego. We'll see. <laughs> n- nothing on him. It looks like it's at least two errors in there. Um, but but anyway, I, I would say right now it's Holton. You know, even though he's a freshman, I mean, he's been pitching a lot better than McIlvain lately. I mean, obviously. With McIlvain, you know, I mean, he's he's a very good pitcher, very capable. Um, you know, Devin Fatrell, I think is is a has been the midweek guy. I think he's really good. I think he's going to have a big role this weekend. You know, they need, I mean, they need Patrick Riley and and Christian Little. I mean, they they need those guys who I think have a lot of talent, really good stuff. They need them to have their best. If they could get all those guys kind of back how they were pitching before the LSU series, then I think they could really, they could get out of this weekend. They could get the supers. It's just whatever the heck happened with LSU came into town. It's like everything, like the, like four wheels fell off at once almost. And they're trying to, you know, get back uh, to how they were playing before that. It's tough to have a no hitter going and already be down one, nothing. <laughs> that's, that's rough. <laughs> Not right ideal. There. 
<laughs> that was rough, but uh, yeah, no question. Joe Rexroad of the Athletic here joining us. I, I don't know if if you guys have anything else on the College World Series, but I I do have I do want to go to a secondary subject at some point. Uh, so you guys feel free. Okay, uh, how likely is it that 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 Nashville gets this WNBA team? I think uh, I think there's a strong uh, possibility. You know, I really do. I, and you know, uh, really good job uh, of reporting. Um, by our Chantel Jennings. Um, and I know she's been working on a long time and I don't think it's a coincidence. And I talked with her a little bit about this last week, but I don't think it's a coincidence that Nashville is the first store, uh, uh, city listed in her piece. Um, so, you know, it, it's still early. There's still a lot. If you, if you read the story, it's an extensive story it goes pretty in depth on, you know, WNBA's financial situation and everything. And, there's still a lot of things that are up in the air and uncertain, but I think if things proceed the way the league wants them to, and if, if Nashville, um, if there's a strong, you know, a strong bid made and everything, I, I think there's a, a, a good chance. And I think it makes sense. I think it makes a huge amount of sense. Just given the, the history of women's basketball in this state and in this, yep. in this region, I, I think it makes perfectly good sense that that if they're going to expand to non-NBA cities in particular that Nashville would be certainly on the list and probably at the top of the list like you said in this article here they are the first um, city mentioned and and again I just think it makes perfectly good sense I I think I think it's exactly uh, what's going to happen is that if they're going to expand to a non-NBA city that Nashville's got to be it. Yeah. No, I, I think so too. And and then, then it would be interesting, you know, the, 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 the venue uh, question would be interesting. Um, you know, you could make a case for, you know, municipal or, or Bridgestone. Um, but I, I don't know. I don't know how you guys feel about that. I could see a case made both ways, but there are at least our options. You know, and uh, um, I think this city would would I think there'd be a great chance for some really good support for that team. You know, Joe, with the age that there is on municipal, might might either um, Allen Arena at Lipscomb or the Curb Center at Belmont might they be in play? Mm-hmm. I like the Curb Center. Yeah, that's sure. a, that's a because, yeah. I would. I mean, I like the Curb Center a lot too. I just think in terms of capacity, one of those might be a better option than than Bridgestone. And again, given given the age of Municipal Auditorium and everything that goes with that, might be a better option than Municipal. Yeah. Uh, so so Curb, you got about five thousand. That's that's a question, and I'm not sure on this. Like, do they have like sort of a minimum requirement in the league? Uh, in terms of, you know, capacity for, for arenas, I'm not sure on that, mm-hmm. but, uh, but I, I think curb, that makes a ton of sense. Thank you. Yeah, so municipal is what, just a little less shy of 10,000. I yeah. think it is. I think it's nine plus, but it was also built, I think in the mid to late sixties. So I, mean, I, don't, I don't know. I'm not sure yeah. how attractive an option it is from that standpoint right now. I, 
I don't know what's going on. What's what's taking place at Municipal these days, Chris? You'd probably know better. Buddy, there is very little. I mean, I, trading cards, sports trading card, you know, sure. minutes <laughs> and things like that. There's here's here, here's what I've got for you. Uh, College Park, Dallas Wings, seven thousand seats. The Gateway Center in Atlanta, they play in thirty five hundred. So clearly, thirty five hundred okay. is the yeah. minimum at this point, which curb would at least meet or exceed so there you go yeah i i think it's a, I, that, could, that could be really good i just thought it was a, a really interesting piece on the athletic like like you said and I, I mean nashville seems to be a place where organizations like this can succeed so i'm looking forward to it i think i think it's gonna be great uh joe rex road of the athletic joining us here and we appreciate your time as always, man, and uh, looking forward to talking to you again. Good luck on this weekend. I know you're going to be in front of the TV trying to figure out what to watch all weekend. <laughs> Absolutely. And hadn't uh, planned to go to Knoxville Sunday um, for what I think would be one game by Tennessee. But well, there's, hey, only, there's only maybe, one on Sunday, two. right? The championship is on uh, Sunday, no, but the if, if necessary is on the 6th. So it's on Monday. Well, no. I thought that there was wouldn't there isn't there still a losers bracket game? I guess you're right. There may no, be a losers bracket be. game yeah, on Sunday, right. but I know that the championship is the if necessary is on Monday. So hopefully Tennessee won't have to play two if there is two. <laughs> that's that's the hope is what you're saying. I think we lost him. I think we, we just did. lost our uh, early game uh, at night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I so, think that's right. So there is an early game. Losers bracket finals. Yeah. Exactly. And then if the losers bracket winner beats like Tennessee in theory, then, then they would play Monday. Again. Gotcha. Yeah. So you should that's be a okay. lot of pitching to you, use. You, you, you should be okay. For yeah. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, we appreciate it, man. Take care. And uh, we'll see you down the road. That is Joe Rexroad of the athletic. Uh, Mo, before we get out of here on this particular subject, the SEC, according to John Talty, hasn't reached an agreement in principle for the Southeastern Conference Baseball Tournament to remain in Hoover at least for the next two seasons. So the fact that they just keep doing this for two years is a little frustrating and a little... I don't... I think they really want to come to Nashville. I don't know what the holdup is. The fact that Hoover built four entire baseball fields, the exact dimensions of the Hoover Met, because the SEC asked them to? For what? I mean, I, I don't Because know. the SEC asked them for four practice fields, the exact dimensions of the Hoover Met, and they built them. So to just keep giving them a little bit here, a little bit there, just to see how much more they'll do, that's BS. Either make a commitment or don't. The city of Hoover has made a commitment to the Southeastern Conference. The Southeastern Conference is not living up to that commitment. That's my opinion. I'm sticking to it. And that's their backyard, as you know. Yeah. That's what I don't understand. Yeah, that's their home base. It doesn't make any sense. Make a decision or leave. It would be cool to see them in Nashville, though. Would it be great? Absolutely. But, but that's the holdup, is they just keep giving them just enough to see how far they'll go to keep it. They keep proving they deserve it. 
I guess. Hard to argue that. They keep proving that say. they're willing to spend the money to mm-hmm. keep it. Yeah. But that doesn't, I mean, no more people are going to show up to First Horizon Park than do the Hoover Met, mainly because there's the same amount of seats. <laughs> so I don't, I don't know. It's weird. Anyway, we'll be back after this. Stick around.